The Totally Super Podcast is coming to Geeks Radio. Justin and Arthur review every superhero movie ever made. Search for Totally Super Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Totally Super Podcast 2017. Warning, the following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad, it's just a show. Welcome to Pop-Up! My name's Justin. And I'm Arthur. And guess what, guys? Uh, you get uh, like really, you're you're getting second fiddle today. You're you're getting sloppy seconds. Um, in that, uh, we've done this episode already, and you'll never get to hear it. Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of on me. I thought I was recording it into one mic, and when in fact I was recording it into another mic, completely across the room. Um, hey, as uh, for those of you who are wondering what it was, uh, we do have the the crazy bad audio, which we will never release, but. For the cool cost of one hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> I, I will. No, what we do you. is we hold on to it and then we release it in ten years uh, as like a hidden yes. demo track. Yeah, it's a da da da. Um, so uh, yeah, so we're gonna do something yeah. different for season four than we so, did. So sorry uh, about that. Mea culpa. Mea culpa. Mea maxima culpa. What that is that? That's French. I know. That, I know how to speak French. Hablo francés. I'm very good at it. That, um, it's not. It's not French. It's. It's. Uh, no, that's from Sweeney Todd. Um, uh, it is. He does sing those words. Technically, yes, that is from the. Uh, <laughs> yes. Moving yes. on. Moving on. Speaking of angels, bagam. Um, season four of Angel uh, is. Let's just say it's a season with highs and lows. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a season of Angel that that would you agree like. I think is in many ways unfairly maligned and in many ways very fairly maligned. Well, it's one of those things where it, there are holes in this season you could drive a truck through. Uh, but it also has some moments where it really is a, has great highlights. I would say this season is probably a lot better to watch binging through DVD or Netflix than it is than it would have been to watch as it came out week by week. Speaking of tragedy... Speaking of tragedy, because you just reminded me of the great tragedy, um, you just said using DVD or Netflix. Since we last recorded, uh, Buffy and Angel are off of Netflix. What? They're gone. What? They're gone. Yeah. They did an HD remaster, and then they were on, and <coughs> everything was good, and then uh, Fox pulled them. They're down. Wow. They weren't able to work out a deal. So the huh. o- there is no streaming service right now, as far as I know. Uh, that does Buffy and Angel. Yeah. You can't you can't find it through any streaming service at all right at now. At least no streaming service that we will mention for legal reasons. I see. I bought right now um, to the left of me in a shiny orange box, I have the Amazon Fire TV stick uh, that uh-huh. I have not yet plugged in. I hear someone said, hey, you void the warranty if you jailbreak it. And I was like, jailbreak? What does that mean? How do you, how do you <laughs> that sounds it? like a challenge. I know. Uh, um, I don't think I'm going to do it because I really the only reason I'm switching over to it is because I have Chromecast and Chromecast mm-hmm. won't play anything on Amazon. And that's where I buy all my videos is on Amazon. Oh, well, yeah, so, that would do it then. That would yeah, be a problem. So if I'm watching Netflix or Hulu or something, it's great. But if I want to 
you know, like watch, for instance, Star Wars Rebels. Like I buy those episodes, and mm-hmm. the the only way I can watch them is on Amazon. So I have to like fire up the Xbox, which is breaking anyway. Um, anyway, yeah. enough about that good stuff. Uh, Angel season four. Um, I guess the best way to do it because we don't want to go episode by episode by episode. Do we want to th- just hit the highlights of like maybe what jumped out at us and things that we liked, stuff that we thought was a big problem? You know. Yeah, let's like, let's we'll bullet point it. Yeah, I think I think what I'll do is I'll do a uh, episode by episode. Let me do like four episodes at a time. And then okay. we can say what's good and bad in those episodes. Okay. Um, so uh, so uh, we begin, of course, the season with uh, angels under the water. Uh, nobody knows that it, that it is actually uh, um, Connor who did it. Uh, Cordelia's still missing because she's gone to be with the powers that be for a while. Uh, Gunn and Fred are starting a relationship. And Wesley is continuing to sleep with Lila, um, trying to redeem himself for causing Connor to go to a hell dimension. Uh, that's uh, where we start off with episode one deep down as we get back into where we're going. Ground states episode two, Angel uh, uh, visits uh, Dinza, goddess of the loss, who advises him that... so. They find Angel at the end of the first episode, deep down. Uh, episode two, a ground state. Angel vis- vi- visits Dinza, goddess of the lost, who advises him that an item called the Axis of Pythia can help him find Cordelia. With Fred and Gun, he breaks into an auction house to find the Axis, but a beautiful burglar with electrical powers seems to have the same idea. Um... Uh, so we get the Electro Girl. The house always wins. Angel, Fred, and Gunn take a road trip to Las Vegas to enlist Lauren's help in uh, finding Cordelia. But when they get there, Lauren doesn't even acknowledge their presence. It soon becomes clear that Lauren is being held against his will and that his popular casino is actually a way for his captor to read the futures of people in the crowd uh, and then force slouching towards Bethlehem. Cordelia appears at the back of the hotel with no idea who she is and how she got there. She cannot remember anything about her friends or her past and worried that the full truth may scare her off the game attempts to hide the scarier parts of their lives from her until she's ready to deal with it. Unfortunately, that secrecy leads to mistrust on Cordy's part and the reality of their situation was revealed. Things get even more complicated when Lauren reads her mind and sees a terrifying vision of the future. And meanwhile, Connor struggles to find his place in the world. And of course, uh, of course, that is when Cordelia um, Cordelia starts uh, eyeing uh, Connor. So that's sort of where we are. That brings us to what those four take us from the end of season uh, three to the status quo of season four. Uh, nice. High points for you in those areas? Uh, high points. Specifics of Angel coming back. Good. Specifics of Cordelia coming back. Bad. Bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the casino episode with Lauren was pretty fun. I enjoyed that one. Uh and uh, there was some nice delicious awkwardness when uh, Angel first confronts Connor on his return. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is I really liked the the foreshadowing in uh, just even the episode title of Slouching Towards Bethlehem, which is uh, a reference to the poem The Second Coming by Yeats, uh, which uh, is, well, about the second coming and uh, talking about the uh, the coming of some great beast uh, and so slouching towards Bethlehem is a line directly from that. So it sort of is really heralding, hey, this big bad that we're setting up here, this is a big effing deal. So we had talked in the first time through, and I think we'll bring it up right now as a good place to start. Uh, uh, Connor and Cordelia. Um, the fact that Connor, and later on we're going to see this becomes a, a sexual relationship. Intricacies um, of Connor and a- or intricacies of Cordelia and Angel's relationship. Good. Good. Intricacies <laughs> of Connor and Cordelia's relationship. Bad. Bad. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, that 
the issue is, um, and I've heard people go, hey, if it was a boy and a girl and it was flipped around, you wouldn't have a problem with the age difference. Let me be super clear. I don't have a problem with the age difference here. I yeah. don't. I don't. As a matter of fact, we must remember Cordy is somehow only 22, even though she's clearly 39. Mm-hmm. In the, um, uh, the problem that I have is, um, and we boiled it down to this when we spoke before, is that like if you have changed someone's diapers, they're off the fuck list. That's it. <laughs> they're off the list. You don't get to you. You don't get to both powder their genitals and then also derive pleasure from their genitals. You can't do that. <laughs> wow. Uh, let me just quote you on that one. Yes. No. It's a T-shirt. I've, I'm having them made. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's. Uh, I mean, I think you do a good job of uh, specifying a potential reason for why there's just a squick factor about it. Yeah. Um. You know, and uh, you know, different people can have different thoughts on this, so I'm not going to, uh, you know, the the discussion of what is moral when it comes to sexuality is a very turbulent minefield uh, that I know better than to try to make any kind of definitive judgments on. Um, I can only say that for myself. There was just something a little more than a little weird about it. And I think part of that had to do with it didn't seem fully justified in many ways. Um, and, you know, I was shipping hard for Angel and uh, Cordelia. So, if, you know, as I imagine a lot of people were. So, you know, so not only does Angel and Cord do Angel and Cordy not get together, which we were kind of hoping for, you know, during the entire season break. Uh, but then it's like, oh no, Angel's gonna or Cordelia's gonna, you know, shack up and then later on hook up with Connor, and we're like, that's just insult to injury at this point. Uh, moving on, uh, the next four episodes, supersymmetry. Uh, after Fred's physics article is published, she's invited to speak to symposium. A portal opens, bringing her face to face with a demon and a dark secret about her old professor, who she is given the opportunity to take revenge on for sending her to Pylea, and at the last moment, Gun does it for her. Um, causing a problem in their relationship while Gunn is actually trying to uh, to to help her. Uh, uh, spin the Bottle, episode 6, when Lauren performs a spell on Cordelia to, Cordelia to restore her memory, it inadvertently causes the gang to revert back to their high school personas and leaves them with no memories of each other. Eventually, Wesley theorizes the only way to reverse the spell may be to kill a vampire, just as Angel realizes uh, that he is one. Um, episode 7, Apocalypse Nowish. Uh, Cordelia's fragmented memories form the higher plane, tell her that a horrific beast is coming, that it will bring about the end of the world, and with no other options open to him, Angel must enter a most unusual alliance with Wolferman and Hart. Meanwhile, Fred and Gunn begin to question their relationship, while Cordy and Connor team up to find the beast. Uh, and then episode eight, Habeas Corpses. I love that name. Great Angel name. learns that there may be a connection between the beast and Connor, only to discover that Connor is trapped within Wolferman Hart's offices, where the beast is on a bloody rampage. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. So uh, essentially, we have, I think, um, one episode that's not like the others, which is Supersymmetry. Um, uh, Fred and and the question of revenge. Um, mm-hmm. Is Fred justified in wanting to take revenge and is gun right for killing the professor so that she doesn't have to have that mark on her soul in your opinion uh here are my thoughts on that um the concept of i will do the bad thing so somebody so somebody else doesn't have to um you will find that a lot in literature uh and it's uh i think it's a great 
uh, thing to yeah, it's it's a very rich vein to mine. Um, uh, I mean, Joss has done it before. I mean, shoot the the agent in Serenity uh, pretty much comes straight out and he's you know essentially acknowledges, oh, there's no place in this beautiful world that I'm trying to build for me because I'm a monster, but I'm doing it so other people won't have to. Uh, so I think it was, um, from Gunn's perspective, uh, very much an act of love. Um, I don't know to what extent it was a sacrifice, because I get the sense that Gunn has killed someone before. Um, it would have been particularly interesting if neither of them had killed someone. Uh, my main issue with this one wasn't, even, wasn't so much that I thought Fred would have been in the wrong, per se, uh, but that it seemed out of character for Fred. Um, to revenge didn't quite seem to gel with uh, Fred's uh, otherwise really caring personality. You know, I I get that, except that this is this is the person who has visited the horror upon her life. Uh, this is the person you know. Think of everything that she probably had to go through in Pylea. Think of the death that she has to witness. Think about the death she's had to witness here. She was on the, her track to her happy life, and this person destroyed that. I yeah um, no, that's very much so. However, if that was still, um, maybe it all just maybe she had repressed all of that and it all came back at once. That's certainly a possibility. Do you think this would have worked like better late season three than it does now? Do you think we've We've let that ship sail too far away to the point where this is as, let's Possibly, say, emotionally interesting as it might well Or be. we needed to see throughout season three, aside from the first few episodes, more of her not being able to shake the horror of what she had to go through. Mm. Um, but you get about halfway through season three, and there's a certain extent that, while yes, it was this terrible traumatic thing to go through, like in many ways Fred is acting fine. Um, now, if you had seeded the entire season with moments of her thinking that she's fine and then suddenly, you know, straight up PTSD or something getting pulled back into it, um, you know, if we saw more emotional damage throughout season three, I think it would have justified bringing her to this place in season four a lot better. Fair enough. Um, uh, and then you have the other three, which is essentially the episodes that that you know pertain to the coming of the beast. Mm-hmm. Um, Although I will know, also, I will also real quick say that with Happy Scorp, um, uh, no, not Happy Scorpuses, whichever one where they uh, go back to being teenagers. Oh gimmick, yeah, yeah. The gimmick I love of ma- that. yeah. Here's the thing: the gimmick of make you know group amnesia or group becoming kids again or little concepty things like that. I love them so much. All, um, bar- all Bizarro World episodes. All, all episodes, Bizarro yeah. World episodes. Mirror are just Universe. A just let the let the actors do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this episode really shows the change in Wesley, um, specifically because you go back to the, the Wesley becomes the Wesley you used to know. Yeah. Um, he's very much the funny kind of you know dorky Wesley. Which now he's is just so- some Wesley that we used to know. I don't think that's the Wesley that we know anymore. I mean, I think that's the thing is I think that that it's, you know, I think it's very, inter- you know, there's a thing about Star Trek The Next Generation that's um, when we get to the end of season seven of Star Trek The Next Generation, the final episode, we get to see everybody back in their terrible season one uniforms. Mm-hmm. And those uniforms 
are very much like the episodes, the uniforms you get later, but there have been changes and tweaks and they're, the, everything's improved. And when you see what the uniforms used to look like, you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's it's really way different than it is. Look and how I, far that, we've come. Yeah, and, and when we see Wesley, you know, Wesley was never my favorite uh, between like, you know, the comparative would always be Giles. Um, mm-hmm. But now you see where he is compared to where he was. It just seems like the like it. He doesn't seem like the same guy to me. And I love that they're, they're reminding you. Yeah, this is where he came from. I think it's a, I think it's more than anyone else because we didn't see anyone else where they came from yeah. before. Like this is, you well, know, Cordy. Um. To a yeah, certain extent. To a, but, but I don't feel like she but she has had very little change since then, in my opinion. Like I think that she's she's different, but not like Wesley different. No, that's true. No, Wesley's gone through a total morphing. Yeah. Um, um great episode though. That's that's a ton yeah, of fun. A lot of fun. And then um, the arrival of the the arrival of the beast. Um mm-hmm. uh I was watching um right now we're watching do you watch Flash at all? Uh I've seen like the first half of the first season it's one of those things that i really loved the heck out of it and then just mysteriously stopped watching it so i'm sure i'll get back to it at some point yeah it's how i am with walking dead actually i've heard it's great but i've watched the first season and then there was no more and then i've never got back around to watching mm-hmm. more um so uh in the current season of flash i uh i like what they're doing with the characters and everything but in my opinion the bad guy the big bad uh which was sort of an idea pioneered in buffy um, of a season-long big bad that is what you're dealing with this just this one season. Oh, you know, that's a good point. I'm trying to think of any other shows that predated Buffy that had the that had the season big bad. Yeah, like where you had an overreaching arc, but then also you had the big bad of the season. Come to think of um, it, the, has the phrase, did Buffy also coin the phrase big bad? I believe it did. Wow, look at that. It and also co- was born. It also coined the phrase Googling. Really? True story. Yes. Yeah. That's uh um uh Willow says that she's going to Google something. And it's the first time Google first was ever time used. it was used as a verb. As a verb, wow. yeah. So go Joss. Um that guy, uh, good things coming for that guy, including Bad Girl. How cool is that? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. By the time of the the time of this recording, we just found out that Joss we I'm sure at some point in the future someone's going, What are you talking about? That was years ago. But like that's mm-hmm. like like we just found out like that that's that's gonna like how perfect like what a like if you're gonna have anyone direct the movie about a girl who has been training herself up in the shadow of the bat um and she thinks that she's ready and she goes out and does the mighty struggle on her own thinking herself the lesser and finding herself to be every much every much the equal who better to do that story than joss whedon yeah that's a good that's a good fit um i know there were a bunch of people who were disappointed when he didn't helm wonder woman um, but, uh, but Batgirl's a really good fit for him. Uh, yeah, and maybe, Wonder maybe Woman even is... better than Wonder Woman in my opinion. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wonder Woman is, is, I'm also stupid excited to see Wonder Woman too. Uh, I am too. It's, I'm hoping that it redeems the DC universe. Yeah, I will bit. say just a quick tangent for anyone, uh, you know, the discussion on, oh, should there be more, uh, uh, should there be more female leads in superhero films uh you know that could you know go on for hours and hours and hours the short answer is yes of course yes but uh the for me the biggest proof of it at least in my own experience is watching my wife who has never been big time into superheroes or you know really had never seen 
the original Star Wars films in their entirety until we watched them uh, in preparation for Force Awakens. Uh, you know, so anything geek, I've introduced her to. Um, and it was just growing up, she never got into them. And then we went and saw Force Awakens, and I saw her reacting to it with the delight and the joy that I reacted to the original Star Wars when I was 10 or 11. Oh, um, that's awesome. And she, you know, and, uh, um, you know, and man, the, you know, she looks at the trailer for Wonder Woman and she gets really excited for that. Like that having somebody who's more like you that you can relate to that, that shit actually does matter. Turns out girls want to be heroes too. Who yeah, knew? Who knew? That they're the, yeah. you know, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that uh, it's so uh, they just at the time of this, of this recording they just did Star Wars Celebration Weekend and, um, and they did there I had was... some friends in town who went to it oh yeah you're there I, I always forget that you are you're near that yeah um, uh, there was a little girl dressed as Jin Erso from Rogue One I heard about uh, this running up to all the Princess Leia cost- girls in, in Princess Leia costumes and handing them the Death Star plan that makes me so unbelievably happy in so <laughs> many yeah um, um, and I remember last thing last uh, thing last uh, Halloween um, all the all of the rays that were mm-hmm. were coming up to the door like yeah. it's like it's like girls were starving for something Mm-hmm. like like to have something that represented them so i'm i'm excited for that yeah well with um, any luck i mean with any luck we'll have a generation you know we're already heading towards a point where you know the younger generation they don't know who buffy was um you know i have friends who will just be like oh my gosh i love joss whedon so much Firefly's the best and i'm like yeah i got into him with buffy and they're like what Oh yeah, I oh. guess that's a show he did too. And I was like, oh, you hurt oh, my you heart. Children, you children, you don't know your roots. Uh, yeah, but no, it's that's it kind is of still a good in my thing. opinion. It's, it's my, I think it's his greatest creation still. I think so too. Um, certainly, but the the impact of that show, we're still seeing it having far-reaching impact. Uh, and you know, with any luck, in a couple generations, we'll have people who don't realize just how important Buffy was because there will be a ton of they'll have a ton of heroes to choose from uh, anyway where were we yeah move on uh, oh he's, we were talking about big bad so I think that the beast um, in my opinion of all the big bads that there have been he is I feel like the beast himself is um, and then what the beast ends up being at the end of the season is one giant misstep um, and I, what I was saying about about the 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 character in Flash that we're watching right now, um, you always felt the other bad guy, big bad's connection to emotional connection uh, to mm. the main characters. So the master, Buffy had an emotional connection to the master, and the master like they were diametrically opposed. He was an antagonist in that he had a goal, and mm-hmm. and they that would put them in a conflict. Very much so with Spike and Angel. Um, yeah. Very much so with the mayor and Faith, um, mm-hmm. um, and it and and it was made personal by the mayor. The mayor was a personality. Um, I think when you get to, you know, a bad guy who's a bad, bad, you know, he looks like the bad guy from Willow. You know, I think that mm-hmm. I I I think that like you just you lose something about it just being a primal force might work You're better. Right. He in a, didn't. Well, he both he and Jasmine had the least amount of connection to the characters than just about any of the others. Um, 
Interestingly, I realized uh, Angel doesn't really have big bads in terms of seasons. Like, or there are big bads, but they tend to, you know, last for only half a season or go over the course of like a season and a half. Um, like, Holtz yeah, because because uh, Wolfram, Wolfram and Hart is the big bad, and I yeah, Wolfram and Hart's the yeah. Um, but you're right. No, I think that lack of connection. Um, the Beast is an obstacle, a challenge, a force of destruction, but he doesn't. The only thing that the Beast really, the only connection that the Beast really provides is the fact that clearly Angelus knew the Beast. Um, and that yeah, is, that's, that's the one thing that makes the storyline really interesting. But when the Beast is destroyed, you go, oh, good. Thank goodness the Beast is destroyed. But you don't derive any any other emotional relief except relief that the Beast, you're not either... Yay! The beast is destroyed, or you know, with, or like with the case of Angelus. Oh man, what a terrible choice to do. you know. You just mm-hmm. you're just like okay, good. Well, that's good that that happened. Yeah. Um. So uh. Um. Boo 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 boo. Um. Uh. A long day's journey, awakening, soulless in Calvary. Cordelia has a vision uh, about the beast knowing Angel. Angel has no memory of this, and the only way to find out uh, how that happened is to bring forth uh Angelus. Okay. There we go. This is this is where uh this is uh where things get really good. We have um a series of episodes here uh where we have the return of Angelus, uh who mm-hmm. hits people personally, he hits them emotionally, he's uh he is a good physical foil uh to everyone. He's vicious. He is uh he is a great bad guy in this season. He's as good in my opinion this season as he is in uh season two of Buffy. I agree. Um, especially at the end of it. They have to bring back Faith in order to fight him. Um which is which is oh, an expert move and we had said in the other uh, the the lost episode, I think we should say it here. Mm-hmm. Why was Faith not on Angel? Yeah, pretty much 15 minutes of our lost episodes was spent with both of us squeeing over, oh my God, if Faith had been a major character in Angel throughout, that would have been so amazingly cool. She would have fit. She fits. The, she fits the, the morally gray area, the urban sense. Um, yeah. I mean, in many ways, and Faith would have made a great foil to Cordy. Um, to, 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 uh, to Wesley, because of what she did to him earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, she would have found common ground with Gunn. They would have gotten along really well. Yeah. Um, you know, Fred would have been a little bit scared of her. And and like she would have there would have been room in this cast for her Absolutely. to be in this cast. Yeah. Um, And why she wasn't there from the beginning. You know, like mm-hmm. it, think of how much sense it would have made if if she was uh if she was taken away. Like go back to season three of Buffy. Right. And mm-hmm. and. You know, the master's defeated and Buffy's about to kill uh, Faith. And instead of Faith, you know, falling and seemingly dying, you know, Angel whisks her away to save her in much the way that he does at the beginning of uh, of her first appearance on Angel and mm-hmm. whisks her away and won't let. And all of a sudden there's this this wedge between, you know, Angel and, and Buffy and Angel helps at the end and they leave on bad terms from one another, which is where then you can have episodes mm-hmm. crossing over to deal with that. And from moment one. It's Angel and Faith in L.A. I, the only thing with that is you, you'd need to change a fair amount of season three because I think the reason why Angel reaches out to save Faith is because in the moment of their fight, he sees repentance. A twisted, tortured sort of repentance, but the desire for repentance. Um, Faith in season three, especially towards the end, does not show that. So it would have been 
I think, out of character for Angel to just randomly rescue her at that moment. So maybe um, go from the moment that she first appeared on Angel, go from that moment forward that she's on the show and Angel is playing the role of mentor. Perfect. Perfection at yeah. that point. Yeah. Yeah. Moving past Faith, um, there's uh, some other key things that Angel does in this. First, uh, the death of Lila, uh, which really does... Uh, evoke the death of Jenny Calendar, in my opinion. They sort of, they pair up next to each other. He did, you know, a darker version of what he did to to Giles, he ends up doing to Wesley. Yeah, uh, although, which, um, yeah, although the moment, uh, the, the fact that, like, the reaction, the viewer's reaction from Angel killing Jenny Calendar was like shock and heartbreak. And the reaction when Cordy killed Lila was more of a, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, the the whole thing, this is... Uh, the one thing we touched on a bit is... I, this season trashes Cordy as a character. Yeah. Makes so her, who was it who kills Lila? Is that Cordelia? It's Cordy. I, is I that think it's Cordy. Jasmine? She's the one, yeah. Because um, Cordy is the one who lets Angelus out. Uh, and of course, at this no, what point, I, we assume what, that What she's, I mean is... is is it is is it actually Cordelia? Is what it I is. Mean. I think she's the one who stabs Lila in the neck. No, I I I'm not being clear. I know it's Cordy's body doing. Oh, it. I see what you mean. Yeah, no. Is it? No, it's at this point. It's at this point. It should be clear that somehow she's possessed by something else. Um, and yet, after this point, she's clearly Cordelia, even when other people aren't looking. She's not always evil from this point forward either. It doesn't. It's it doesn't line up. They they didn't know what to do with her. I think it's one of those. They were just like, ah, maybe we should have gotten like, um, I don't know whether it was meta stuff going on with, you know, Charisma Carpenter only being available for certain times or things like that. But it was just. A, yeah, it, they just, well, we've said before, Cordy really never had much definition to begin with. And while it makes me sad to realize this because I loved her a bunch as I was watching it. In many ways, she's kind of the weakest character of the group. She um, has so much potential. I mean, that's the thing. She like sometimes she's very, very capable, yeah. and sometimes she's very funny, and sometimes she's the bitch that she needs to be. You mm-hmm. know, the bitch is back. You know, and sometimes she's the 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 comedy mule. You know, she's carrying all the humor for the episode. Yeah. Sometimes she's the ditzy blonde, and sometimes she's the very smart, capable. Like I, uh, they never figured out what they wanted her to be, and now like. They did she a fairly good job of making She it. always served the story, and I think the story that they wanted in season four was, oh, we should have it being someone from inside the group, because, oh, what a twist. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, I, ironically enough, by this point in Angel, um, you know, we've... You know, the Whedon verse has been around, and the Whedon style has been around for long enough by now that, ironically enough... If Joss Whedon were to make a movie or something uh, specifically, like, say, hypothetically, he were to do a Buffy or an Angel or another Firefly movie, I yeah. think the shocker to us would be if everyone survived and there was no great betrayal or it was just the good guys get together and defeat the bad guys. Like, because by now, with Joss Whedon, we expect the sunk- the sucker punch. It doesn't carry the same weight as it used to, um, and even by Angel season four, I felt I was starting to feel a, 
a little weary of the sucker punch. So, well, because what may, used to make the sucker punch work is that he would take someone you loved, um, and rip them for you from you quickly. At this point, you don't even care that much about Cordy anymore. She's gone mm-hmm. half the time. She's not acting like herself, and she—you've just watched her have sex with with Connor like two episodes earlier. I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just like I'm I when she's on screen, I'm not happy. And it's nothing against Charisma Carpenter, even the character of Cordelia up to this point. It's just like now, like I just don't want what I'm seeing. So yeah. when she turns evil, I'm like, Oh wow, that's weird. Okay. Yeah. But it's not like maybe going, What? No you know? Yeah. Like it's not it's not it's not doing that. Yeah. Um We should probably move uh, to then just uh this leads into the final arc of the season with Jasmine. Well, before we get there, there is one episode I want to talk about um, for many reasons, and that is uh, uh, that is uh, Orpheus, uh, um, Angel. Uh, a- Angel uh, is captured, and uh, uh, oh no, I'm no, I'm sorry, blah, I'm going way backwards. Um, uh, we didn't talk about the um, Angel's perfect day. Um, oh, the way he became yeah. angelus. The way he so became we need angelus. to talk about that really quickly. That I thought um, was a really good episode. Um, it again a mirror a mirror universe episode where where the short version is that angel uh gets to have a perfect day where everything is wonderful um and you the audience think that's what he's having until the very very end when you realize it's all been in his head um and he he is able to consummate his relationship with Cordelia it's gut that's gut wrenching because we the audience get what we've mm-hmm. wanted to see much like I will remember you yeah and it's it's torn away from us. And I thought and, what was nice about that was that the as you, and especially as you go back and watch the episode again, everything about that episode is heightened. Uh, you know, his whole you know fight to get the weapon to kill the beast. He goes through a pretty much Indiana Jones type labyrinth. Uh, and I remember watching at the time. I was like, well, this seems a little bit over dramatic, but it was never so much that I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Um, so when the reveal happens at the end, you realize that that sense that something was tonally off throughout the whole episode was actually just foreshadowing for the reveal. I thought that was well done. Um, the other, uh, bit I want to talk about, um, that I loved is Angel in, or Angelus in the cage, emotionally messing with people. A master manipulator. Uh, um, that is possibly my favorite Angelus episode that we get in all of Buffy mm-hmm. is just with words, knowing how to cut, um, is, is, and watching David Boreanaz do it is fascinating and it's vicious and it's hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the way they restore angel, uh, angel to angel is, uh, Willow shows up from Sunnydale. Yay, it's Willow. Yay. I remember when she showed up, you know, you could see, because she was still Willow from Sunnydale, she didn't seem like she belonged on this mm-hmm. television show. Not yeah. just like in this group, but on this show is like she was behaving differently than everybody mm-hmm. else. Um, you could see how far apart the shows grew from each other just by yeah. how different she was than everybody else. Um, and then, uh, and then of course her, her awesome, um, conversation with Wesley where, and she says, uh, she's, 
Wesley says, I, uh, I, 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 you might not know, but I've turned very, very dark. And she was like, I almost destroyed the world. <laughs> <laughs> I flayed a man's skin. I know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, poor oh. Wesley. But poor again, Wesley. and that, that sets up, it's, that's Wesley's whole thing is Wesley, Wesley wants to be the dramatic one so badly. And I think that's where the humor comes in, where it's like, Wesley, you're never going to be. Wesley wants to be the star. Um, he wants to be. He wants the martyr. I, yeah, he, he wants to well, be the. Martyr. That's the thing. The martyr. The martyr is a subset of the star. Whether yeah. he becomes the hero or the martyr, um, or even I think there's a certain part of him that would have been satisfied with even becoming the villain, um, just so long as he's. That important. is interesting. He because he dresses up like Angel at one point. He wants to be the rogue demon hunter at another point. Uh, he wants to impress Daddy. I mean, we even wants, know why he's doing it. Yeah, he wants to be important. That's, that's fascinating. I have never thought about about that as wanting to be the star and desperately clinging to whatever it is that can make him the star. Yeah. Um, that is fascinating. Oh my! Now you see, Wesley, I've said before that Wesley's my favorite character mm-hmm. in the Buffy verse and that he's yeah. he is the most realized and now you made me love him more you bastard <laughs> well now and I... interestingly though and we'll get into this in season five he uh the thing that the one thing that takes him out of that 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 takes him away from thinking about himself is Fred uh which brings his arc to a really nice conclusion uh next season yeah um, okay, so we finally get to, uh, hey, if you thought the beast was a misstep. <laughs> Hi, Zoe. Hi, Zoe. Hi. While, while, while Mal is going to, while Mal is, is at this exact same time showing up on Buffy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, hey, guess what? Firefly got canceled. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, hey. What are you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> um, one thing I, I'll say to Joss, he's very, he's loyal to his people. He is loyal to his people. Um, uh, this is, um, I guess, a fascinating concept. It might be more fun to talk about than it than it really is. Uh, but uh, the fact that that one Cordelia is ruled out as just being like a like a broodmare, um, which I have a huge a huge problem with, and yeah. that Cordelia is well, you pick, a, you picked a particularly squeaky word to use for that. Well done. Well, it's it is isn't that not what they did to her character? No, nope, you it's are like her, what you are one hundred percent correct. They had her had to have sex with Connor so she could get pregnant. Yeah, and it was a plot device, and and oh, that's all she is. She's a uterus, mm-hmm. and and they're they're willing to <laughs> wait. She's she's utilitar- She's she's a very utilitarian character. So would U- that be U- a utilitarian? Yes, she's a a uterillian character. A, ut- a uterillian, I like that. There, there's the there's the new trope. Anytime that a anytime that a female <laughs> character is used solely to introduce a child into or something into a show, she is u- uterillian. I just want you, to you, see like like I want to see like the sad the 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 sad at a bar picture of her and Darla just going. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, although you know what with Darla it Darla though. That actually finished. Darla yes. was not Uterillian. She no. finished her arc because of it, and it was a fantastic arc. Um, Connor, Connor was the Uterillian character in that case. He is, yeah. he is the he is the baby in the uterus, making her character more interesting. Yeah. Um, 
So, and here's the thing. I think this is why people don't like Connor is because of what he did to the characters around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I have not disliked Vincent Carthizer's uh, performance as Connor. I've enjoyed his relationship with Angel sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've enjoyed what it did to Angel as a character to have a son that he cared about. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really what happens to Cordelia. Um, and then yeah, the idea of Jasmine... There's a, there's an episode of of Star Trek: The Next Generation called The Game, where Wesley Crusher comes back onto the Enterprise and introduces a game uh, that everyone it has Ashley Judd in it actually, um, and everybody gets addicted to the game. And as time oh, yeah. goes on, as time goes on, you see everybody wants to be part of the game. And he's the only one who doesn't realize what's really happening here. Um, again. It felt a little tired. Maybe it's because it's five episodes long. Maybe this would have been a good two episode episode. Might be good. Yeah. Um, but it does have the uh the 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 question. I'll pose it to you here as I did before because I don't think we ever reached a real conclusion to it. Um, the idea of if you could have perfect happiness in the world. No war, no death. Everybody's pretty happy, and you know what? Everyone's a little like Prozac'd out. But mm-hmm. they're still themselves. They're not like horrible people now. They're not they're they're not like vastly different versions of themselves. They're just happier versions of themselves. So I want to be clear, these are not the pod people. Yeah, the, and they're the people, not the they're not drooling in bliss like in that one Deadpool arc. Yeah, people have not been replaced. They've just been made happy. If you had to have um if you had to have uh that that issue where uh if you had to have that issue where um like that person had to murder a hundred people a day but the murder rate around the world is gone and people get to live out the life is that okay well, i think are it you also cool well, it also brings up the question is the okay so how much of themselves are they really because if you take away somebody's negative impulse all of somebody's negative impulses are they still themselves yeah, um, I guess. I need my pain. Yeah, it's the, I mean, and that's the tricky thing. I mean, for me, yes, there is, of course, the moral decision of, you know, is it okay to kill one person a day if it saves thousands? Uh, but I think there's a secondary moral question in there, which is, is what is worth more to you, happiness or free will? Um, and the thing is, the answer that different people, the answer that different people will give will be pretty different, I think. Anyway, I think that the deal um, ends up being with uh, with Jasmine that she is a brand new villain. She seems to come out of nowhere. She mm-hmm. basically destroys Cordelia's character. She has a story that's not that interesting that goes on for far too long. And I think that she sort of retroactively kind of poisons people's feelings about the rest of the season because people feel like she was the bad guy for the whole season. Yeah, because there's She's a sense about- of, I mean, essentially... It was meant to be a realization of, oh, this entire season, she's been the one that we're setting up. Yeah. But if that Um, becomes a fallout, then you're right. That does poison the rest of it. It's just like, wow, you were going to all that trouble to set up this? Yeah. Um, So so they stop her. They stop her. Um, And then we get to the final episode, Home. Two things happen in this episode, Home. Um, Let's talk about one. Let's do it backwards. What happens at the very end of the episode uh, as it relates to Jasmine? Uh, which is uh, Lila comes back from the dead and says, hey, Angel, you're in charge of Wolfram and Hart now. Yeah. And, like, and he's like, why? And they're like, well, because you had the opportunity to give the world perfect happiness and you, and you stopped it. 
The world's awful because of you. I Way think there's a, I, I think there's a there's an ulterior motive going on there though. I uh, do too. Yeah. but it that, is that was their convenient excuse that they figured the best way to corrupt Angel was to have him join them. So this was their best excuse to have the offer. But as a slap in the face to to that, and as a as a counter argument to the argument that you were making about free will about going, might it not have been nicer? Um, I think it's really interesting that to everyone's like, we got to stop her and to turn around and go, did you did? Yeah, it's did. Did you really <laughs> like, like you had the chance to basically solve all the problems. Uh, and you did, yeah. you made well, I mean, that, everything that, worse. That is a debate that has literally been going on since the garden of Eden. So true. Good point. Good point. And according to Angel, the powers that be and the and the senior partners were there. Um, yeah. <laughs> the other the other thing that happens is Connor's uh very real urban drama of like this seems like it's an episode of CSI where he basically is gonna kill everybody in a store. Oh yeah. Um yeah. Um I like this. I like that he's so fundamentally wrecked because mm-hmm. of what has happened the ultimate failure of of the world to connor the the that that this would happen to him and and he would want to t- like it it gets you into the head of a very dark place that that you wouldn't imagine that a show like angel might go well and i think um, it also gets you into the head of angel cuz you know it puts you into the perspective of a father who's seeing his son completely wrecked knows why and also kind of knows it's like God, there's no fixing him like um that's got to be pretty brutal too he makes what is such a stunning sacrifice at the end of the show mm-hmm. um to give connor the life that connor always wanted uh by removing himself from connor's life mm-hmm. now i'm not sure how this was done just like i'm not sure how dawn was done um, I've never been sure if reality was changed or if Connor was placed somewhere and memories were changed or, you know, or if this is like going back in time and changing the moment a la Star Trek 2009. I'm mm-hmm. not really sure how all of this works, but essentially Angel loses Connor so Connor can have a life. Um, it's harsh and it's beautiful and it's it's heartbreaking. And uh I can think of no better end to the Connor story, except that I think in season five, they put a lovely button on it too that we'll talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that is season four of Angel. I'm sorry that this is such a short episode. Um, uh, I hope, you know, hopefully the audio is all good on this one and we'll go be able to go back to an episode by episode recap of season five because yeah, frankly, well, season I want five, to. We get Spike. And season five is, is, uh, is awesome. It, it is awesome. Yeah. Um and uh there's a lot to talk about. I mean, uh, hell, we're going to we're going to be spending 20 minutes on the ending alone. So Oh my gosh, I'm so angry at you still. <laughs> it's been <laughs> 10 years and I'm still angry at you. All right, my name is Justin and I'm Arthur. Pop off. Popping off. The Totally Super Podcast is coming to Geeks Radio. Justin and Arthur review every superhero movie ever made. Search for Totally Super Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Totally Super Podcast 2017.